Yeah, yeah, what it is. Welcome back to another episode of the Big T Debate. I go with the name of Danny Pacheco. And if you're not so familiar with what goes down here, we pretty much just talk about everything related to pop culture and music. And it feels really weird just to talk about these things because, you know, I haven't really been, you know, fulfilling things on my end in terms of, you know, making sure that you get this consistently. But I'd like to apologize for that, you know, for people who felt that uh, me just going missing for a young week might have just messed up with their plans because, you know, I know how it is just to be a, a freaking consumer or something and you go to the platform on, you know, the regular days that uh, the individuals or even like the entity in itself promise to drop the the actual thing and it's not there for you to actually consume, you know, so it's, it's a really weird situation just to be caught up in. But um, I'm back and I'm actually feeling really fresh and excited about just, you know, the music that's been popping around in the world of music in SA. Piano stays just, you know, pumping out the music. And amongst like one of the exciting things in the world of piano is just seeing Focalistic's journey pretty much, you know, from just dropping an EP last year, Quarantine to Tarantino, to now just be over every single place that you can imagine in the world, just, you know, really just feeding the people what we know today as Ama Piano, you know? And uh, I think a great highlight was just like the, the trip that he's had there in Dubai, having like a three-day sort of residency-styled gig guide, seeing him performing, taking out his friends to just, you know, see the world together. It's really just uh, an exciting thing. But there's one thing that he, he mentioned not so long ago as I was just scrolling through Twitter, and it kind of left me feeling a bit touched, you know, because I'm a big fan of, you know, interviews. And he was just talking about this whole idea of like he, he doesn't want to do interviews no more because he feels that, you know, certain journalists and broadcasters in SA but misquote and then somehow people just twist his words and all of that. And I feel like, you know, it's a big part of the game. You know, when I was reading that tweet, I was like, I don't think that's something that you can really be mad about, you know, because you are gonna encounter such individuals in the world of music, you know. I feel like sometimes you might have to toughen up, but also the fan in me, who's really a big fan of interviews, like I mentioned earlier on, was also disappointed in the fact that, oh, we might never get to, you know, at least understand the certain things that he says in the music. Like, it gets wapitori, like, you know, I understand the lingo, but there's certain things I feel like they deserve a proper sit-down where, you know, you could find vocalistic there, one-on-one with whoever is interviewing him and, they just pretty much just start talking about the content that he talks about in the music. I mean, most of the people that I love today or have grown to know today, my opinions about their music changed as soon as I listened to these interviews and watched these interviews. Because it's one thing to just, you know, be recommended some music by someone. Like, yo, eh, cho, Most of the times, you know, when people tell me such things, I'm, I'm a bit lazy because, you know, uh, I like to think that, you know, even the people that we listen to today, back then, I was doing a whole lot of digging. Like, you know, your Kendrick Lamar's, your ASAP Rockies, your J. Cole's. We were bumping those dudes back in the day. Not saying that I'm trying to brag or anything, but like, we used to dig for music. And those were like one of the artists that we found at the beginning of their journey. And now today, they're like household names, you know? So just that whole process of just actually just jumping into music. And listening to someone or giving someone a chance and giving their music a spin is a difficult process, you know. But like when there's things like interviews, it makes it even more easier because like you know you get to know 
the other side you know you look into the process of how you like the music in itself is actually made you know but i don't know maybe i'm just thinking too much about this but uh i did see uh zeus of uh, the creative creative corner and he was talking about how hey if you are still going to stand on your word in terms of not trying to do interviews anymore i feel like you know at least do me this one solid and give me the last uh final chance to actually just interview you and I think that'll be really interesting because, you know, um, I like what Zeus and the Creative Corner have been doing. You know, I've been mentioning this every now and then on the platform, talking about how, you know, they're responsible for so many of these household names that we know in the new wave, you know. Zeus, Zeus's journey is just something that's really amazing. Like, if you don't know about the Creative Corner, go check out the Instagram uh, page. It's called Creative, but with a K, like Creative. And then the corner also is not with a C, is with, is, an, is with an actual K. So just go check out the page, see what they actually do in terms of like, you know, publishing things related to just the music and everything. New wave and everything just around surrounding music in general, you know. And uh, there's just something that I wanted to mention, but now I'm forgetting. I, I think we're still on that note of uh, pretty much just like looking into the process of music. Not so, not so much on just like interviews alone, but just like uh, documenting music, you know. And uh, I think the thought had to do with uh, Pretty Ugly's new job, you know. Because uh, before we actually got the album, there was like a young promo run that he was doing in terms of like giving us snippets and uh, a few songs pretty much. Like, you know, just showing people his capabilities that, like, yo, I can actually rap. And there was like a docky style series that he dropped on YouTube by the the gas page, which is uh, his record label's page. And just looking at those videos that he was dropping in that docky style series was really dope because you know the conversations that were had, and the whole process of just the old the, the album in itself. You know, I'm still yet to get into the full on album, but just seeing that whole process, you know, come into play, more so just like the conversations, like I mentioned is something that I felt like was really magical about that whole uh, process of actually making the album because I remember him having a conversation with his manager, Vaughn, and uh, they were talking about how he got to deciding that, hey, you know, 2021, I'm done trying to show people that I can actually make music because like, there's a whole lot of people also who are not appreciating my music because they thought it was weird. Because, like, you know, his cadence is, you know, it's different. You know, he experiments, experiments with, like, a whole lot of pockets within the music. So that, not even so that, like, it just gets to a point where people are not even understanding what he's saying. But with this one, when he had the conversation with his manager, it was this thing of, yo, you remember how people used to respond to your music when you are just doing that experimental stuff with Wiki. Now you have a chance because when you drop the Freestyle Friday with Stogie T, a lot of people were talking like, oh, you can actually rap, you know? So I guess like Vaughn in a way was just trying to direct him towards that. Like, you know? And I think that's the pocket that you should actually be in. And just to see that just come out into full fruition with this release of the, uh, this album, because, you know, I never really got a chance to listen to the rest of the project. But as far as like the singles that dropped, you know, uh, I know a couple of the singles that, that dropped and, you know, I actually dig them. But just getting to be within that space, in the social media space on Twitter, just seeing people having conversations about that album in itself was really amazing because it's just like a young testament pretty much to just, you know, 
what these conversations that you have with certain individuals in your team could actually do or how they even just play out in real life you know you were talking about this not so long ago and then boom people are actually receiving this well so sometimes you know you don't really have to be the best in terms of music it's just really just knowing where your strengths lie and i think you know that's where pretty is and i'm not saying that him just giving us raps is just one thing that we want to hear like on a permanent kind of level but you know just him just showing people that hey there's more to me than just music that you guys don't understand actually do this rap thing was really amazing to see i mean also just besides just like the whole positives you know the rights and just uh the little that we've been talking about so far there's one thing that just didn't really sit well with me in terms of just people and this whole idea of like entitlement you know like i remember like when kanye was like hey i want to run for president and people were like oh this dude's crazy and then he had a whole scene where he was crying i'm not so sure in terms of like how real that was because you know i don't know when people get into like the political game sometimes it's really hard to believe any word that someone says because you know you think about such things like uh propaganda and people just doing things just to get votes but you could tell like even when he was crying it was coming from a real passionate kind of place even though the things that he was talking about there were really disturbing you know but um the reason why i put in this whole idea of like kanye is because uh there's someone who i feel like might have done a lot within the space of arts and entertainment just like Kanye and he deserves just uh, as much as a big break or a chance for people to actually you know look into him and see what he is capable of doing within that art space and that is Zeke Spantwini I was on Twitter and Zeke just you know tweeted he's like yo you know I want to run for the minister of art sports and culture you know I feel like I could do a lot just looking at what we've been going through during this whole pandemic i just feel like you know the art world sports culture just that whole fraternity in itself hasn't been shown that much love and i feel like besides sports i mean like sports has always had support you know you know there's maybe there might have been certain cases where people might have needed to just convince certain individuals who empower that hey maybe a certain type of sport exists but like they've always gotten that support but when it comes to like the entertainment industry also that's just something that's been shaky this whole pandemic because they had only just started in terms of like getting attention and trying to figure out the whole game with the music thing just late like 2019 and then boom you go into a, a pandemic and a lot of people maybe within your circle already know you as someone who's taken on being just a musician as a full-time thing you know you may not even have any other skills to offer within you know the labor market all you know is just making music and then boom you get hit by a pandemic and then a whole minister of arts sports and culture talking about artists and everyone within that fraternity is going to get support and then when you apply it's as if like you know you kind of brushed off to the curb because for some reason they just keep on denying you that financial aid and that's just the reality of the situation within SA like a lot of musicians haven't really been benefiting off like you know just the lockdown or the lockdown regulations as you know they have been continuously just being been in, implemented like it's like the president is just playing 
a whole game with people like he chooses when to put this thing on and put this thing off but I, I guess like one thing that really interested me interested me in that whole Zeke's debacle was just like uh, what people were highlighting in terms of saying that he was uh, kind of like chancing or like taking chances by just saying that he wants to run for the Minister of Arts and Culture because they feel like he's not capable which I find really weird you know because like I did mention earlier on like this dude has really put in the time put in the work he's even going to be studying and of course at Harvard that only takes in like 50 people you have to be out here and uh, what's this motivating why you even want to study at at Harvard University and he's one of those people who's going to be studying something related to the entertainment industry that side and besides that I feel like you know even in the past he's tried his bit you know in terms of like certain charities here and there or sports and arts and for people just to question his capabilities within the space I feel like is really unfair you know and one thing that really messed me up was one comment where they were like you guys should just chill and, uh, and not even try even participate in terms of trying to change that situation within the arts uh, the arts world and uh, you know yeah the arts and entertainment work because you know they feel like the entertainment space doesn't contribute anything to the economy and that's when you start seeing someone like Zakes showing people that he is more than capable because he will he is well backed in terms of knowledge because you know he came with the facts he was telling people like yo in the year 2016 about I think I think he was talking something around like the figures of 90 something I'm not sure if it was 90 billion or 90 something but in 2016 that was the the amount that he was playing around with in terms of like the creative the creative economy and what they've been contributing towards the game and for people to still feel like hey this this entertainment industry is light and you're looking at such numbers is just it's, it's really weird it's just baffling to me pretty much like for people to still just downplay the art world and everything that it's been contributing but i feel like you know it's high time also that we get to a point where we're being represented by people who actually have been within that space you know it's, it's kind of hard to just you know trust someone to lead when they don't even have the stamps to prove it or some sort of qualification like yo i've actually done this thing so uh, for me if he were to run like he would get my vote because you know i'm kind of tired of just seeing tweets about just congratulating people and then obviously commemorating the ones that have passed because that that just seems to be the trend with the whole department of arts sports and culture like that's the only thing that they have to say but when it comes to like hey we're struggling here and my bees about we already level five level four we're not getting any aid any sense of like support from you guys all they have to say is just congratulate people whenever they do great things and then that's just that so I feel like you know we need to get to a point where we are just represented by people who really do feel like you know they belong or they have certain you know qualifications just to show you know and I guess like finally for us just to get to a point where we could close off you know it would be weird for me to just talk about all these controversial things and not really at least like you know celebrate the things that have been happening within the world of music and uh, what's been dope this past week is just seeing how people have been consistently just working uh, I never really got to catch the release of uh, the now Caesar Alakine who was formerly Reason 
but um felt like it was a dope moment to just highlight on the show and talk about you know his uh song that he released with DJ Maporisa it's currently getting spins from you know everyone you know our major league I don't know if they're still in Ghana but like last week they were in Ghana just doing a couple of shows and they were playing his songs there so I mean that particular song to be more uh precise you know they were playing that song and I feel like it's really a, a dope space that we're in just seeing uh, a whole bunch of hip-hop artists also just you know trying to convert themselves but I feel like yeah convert might be a, a strong word to just you know pretty much explain this whole thing but just them just dabbling into different genres or just noticing where the, the opportunities are because I think that's what uh, piano is doing pretty much right now it's just like a genre that's giving a whole lot of opportunities to a lot of people and there's this, if there's anything that you would want to be proud of as someone from South Africa is just, you know, jumping on a genre that is fully South African and portraying everything that is dope to be South African, you know. So I see a whole lot of people jumping on it. Besides him, I mean, like, Boiti's also previewing some new music. I saw an IG Live, which was just also trying to play around with the sound and sounded pretty decent, even though a lot of people are still not sure what to make of it but uh seeing that it was just like her first attempt i just you know jumping on the piano song maybe as time goes you know we might grow to love her beyond just what she's been doing on hip-hop because you know she's been killing the whole hip-hop thing anyway you know and uh the twitter finally released them line jenny which is also awesome because people have been waiting for the music and you know i i think at this point in time i'm, I'm low-key starting to just question like his management and you know the record label that he's actually signed to because like i don't know how these these things of like music just leaking happens or how it works but you know that there, there has to be some sense of like damage control or even if there isn't damage control in terms of like you know trying to fill out the loose ends on how the song got to the public but if it's already out there and people have these songs i think the best that you could do is just you know release it you know i mean people had to just constantly just be on these uh twitter mentions talking about hey when you're gonna release the song and eventually he released the song which is good to see and uh you know i, I feel like we've been doing a whole lot of talking i could go on for for longer but i feel like you know this is where we're gonna end it off today uh, it's actually really great to be back just doing this whole thing. Uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This has been the Big T Debate. And I'm Danny Pacheco. Please. Peace. Actually, peace. 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 <laughs>